0: The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast
1: Recovery. This podcast is entitled The Full Body Cast. This is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one.
0: Welcome to the Full Body Cast. I'm Dr. James Salisbury IV today i am joined by a very special guest you've probably seen him recently it's hard to not see him these days um he is been on oprah you've seen him on ellen the view jimmy Fallon show he's saying imagine dragons in the carpool karaoke with that disgusting man james Corden. i would like to welcome to the show dr branson Doctor, it's great to have.
1: Hey, everybody. It's great to see you. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure to see you again, James.
0: Good to see you, too. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, As you know, this is uh, the first episode of the Full Body Cast. I wanted to start it out with a bang, if you will. This is the show where we cover everything medical and everything related in the health field, promoting good health and healthy lifestyles and exploring some sort of aspects that people may not be aware of and getting that information out to them so they might implement it into their own lives or you might just hear right. something cool that you like or
1: you know something funny hopefully and you know i'm happy to be here just because you know i really want to be here where we're doing real medical stuff people forget i am an actual qualified medically licensed doctor mm-hmm. Went to Terre Haute Agricultural and Mechanical Medical School. I came here to show today I want to talk medicine, talk some serious things that are going on nowadays.
0: <clears throat> There's a lot of issues that people are not addressing. There's a lot of issues people are trying to address, but not in exactly the best ways. You know, you have a lot of these sort of snake oil salesmen. You have Facebook, these people, all these likes. are so, under homeopathy and alternative medicine and eastern medicine, which some may be, you know, feasible and they might work, but they're not you proven know, to work.
1: People ask me about those all the time, and here's my stance on all that stuff: only crystals work. Everything else doesn't work, and crystals might seem a little odd, but the crystals works. Everything else doesn't. Well, Doctor, there's
0: the term alternative medicine. People have started to call some of your work alt-medicine, which is sort of a new phrase. Do you... Alt, meaning
1: short for alternative. Do you
0: lump yourself in, well, for lack of a better term, include yourself within the same categories as people using homeopathy or sort of, quote, new age, unquote, medicine?
1: No. I am strictly a medical doctor... Um, my methods may be slightly different and I know the medical community can be a little scared by that, but regardless, I am a medical doctor. I'm medically trained. But they call um, people I just thought Einstein was a kook. Right. And you know, I think it all kind of started. I got this alt medicine thing when I was on Jimmy Fallon and I <laughs> talked about the no vegetables diet, that if you eat any vegetables, your life uh, span gets shortened in half and it turns out that the study I was referencing from was not a study, but it was a game FAQs article about some video game called Branson Quest. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the no. You
0: sort of brought this modern version of the no vegetable diet, which was coincidentally sort of the belief of my great great grandfather James Salisbury, Doctor James Salisbury.
1: Great man! Oh, excellent uh, doctor, great man. and he
0: believed that vegetables were harming us when we would eat them, and he he created right. a diet. He created um, a way of people to you know get their intake their nutrients without consuming vegetables, and he basically made a hamburger without a bun, and with just a, a mess of gravy but, on top of it.
1: And I, yeah, a mess of mushroom gravy, and a thin burger. And you eat it in a in a you know, plastic tray and it rocks. Salisbury steak is great. Your grandfather great grandfather did great work. And uh, you know, I have certain things that are going on today. I have a segment that I'm going on Ellen later. Oh, again. And I'm gonna write is how... That, that's yank. like the
0: fourth week in a row you're going on Ellen. That's excellent. You know,
1: they got a show to do every day. They need as much talent as they can get. <laughs> they ask me to come down, I go running on down. Uh, I don't have any patients usually. I'm just a regular kind of TV doctor but uh, I'm you're kinda like the, um you're kind of like a Dr Oz
0: you're kind of like a Dr. Oz, but more um, fuck that. Informed. I'm sorry,
1: you can cut that part, but doctor that Cukuomey whack job wouldn't know medicine you know if it was a deagle in his mouth
0: Well, I sort of like it's kind of um, ironic that his name is Dr. Oz because it seems to be a lot of the things he preaches is fantasy, pure fantasy. Whereas,
1: I mean, he's going to have a min, a segment on his show where it's just going to be he's going to be holding a big Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass and he's going to be reading the amount of calories that are in a box of cereal to people that eat one box a day, and then he's going to say you shouldn't do that, and then they're all going to keep doing it anyway, and he's going to keep breaking in their cra- cash, wearing scrubs like he's going to do anything. Just put well, a suit on, like Doctor Oz.
0: Air gives us cancer, and you know. Right, McDonald's gives us cancer, which clearly isn't true. It just passes right through you, so there's no way that would right. Cause cancer. But if
1: you, it's the he calls it the law of even cancers, where you have to get cancers that even each other out.
0: Yeah, well, it's like uh, a vaccine is introduced to the body. It's a small about a small tiny bit of a uh, virus, so your body can develop antibodies to fight it. With him, he did yeah. he introduces a small bit of cancer to your body, <laughs> so sometimes it. Uh, it, you know, it metastasizes and it spreads and then it, it kills them.
1: But other times, right. about 50% of the time, it uh, sometimes works. You can take cancer out of one person's body and kind of try to put it into another. Well, he but it's was not the first person gonna... to do
0: a cancer, uh, mm, sorry, cancer transplant or infusion, if you will.
1: Well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes the body will reject the cancer.
0: Which is weird because most people's bodies just they let it run run wild and run amok. So right. your your segment on Ellen. I'm sorry, we got sidetracked there.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going to be on Ellen, and I have this new study them referencing it, that I say that's that the
0: show where she um she had like George Bush on, B- very prominent right. figures. She had Hillary Clinton on. Did they hit the dab together? She
1: had um right. She had Mahmoud bin uh, Mahmoud bin Salman on, and he hit the dab.
0: And Great they humanitarian had, had, um, figures
1: and. It's I'm going to I'm going to be on the there with, uh, I'm sure. I'm going to be on the episode with I think it's going to be uh, Bashar al-Assad. I'm going to be on there with it, Assad and I think al baghdani but I don't know. I think he got caught oh, up Oh, Bashar
0: Bashar Bashar. I'm sorry. Bashar will be a great episode. He's a great guest, very very uh likable guy.
1: He's going to juggle apparently. I'm He's excited. He's really Have
0: you seen him do it? Have you seen him juggle? Apparently
1: it's amazing.
0: He also he apparently he is you know he's a, a tenor, which is amazing, and he's also yeah he was one of the last three. He was one of he used like a pseudonym or like a sort of a hidden tag, but he used to be a quake arena pro back in the day. I guess he has like yeah. these crazy twitch reflexes, so he's a great guy. Yeah, um, we'll I worked with him a lot um, in the past, and um, he's. I mean, his wife is gonna- beautiful as well. I just want to say that his wife is
1: right hot. inside and out. Inside and out. But I'm going to be on Ellen and I'm going to be talking about actually, and it has something to do with your grandfather, how the Salisbury steak itself. Really? Can cure a. Yeah, the Salisbury steak in limited studies has been able to cure asexuality. Really? I had no.
0: Th- were you saving this for the show to. I mean, I I wanted. To drop I mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate you seeing that on my show before someone like her. She's so much bigger than I am.
1: Right. But wow. but um uh, wow. c- uh you know America, the long nightmare is over. asexuality a- a- has been cured.
0: Well, the thing that it's, um, it's one sounds- of the biggest things that's been ruining people's lives for you know decades now. Behind you know cardiovascular right. disease, diabetes, stuff like that.
1: I'd say about twenty five percent of adults die of asexuality
0: i think the numbers have recently increased actually there was a study um yeah. out of india just last month where the numbers increased about three percent three three four percent where they're just right. they're saying you know more and more people are developing asexuality right they're
1: well, I, it, usually they, they've been kind of watching it too, and this has been another study I've been a part of. When you introduce a Haruku Murakami book to a culture, the asexuality goes rampant through it. Um, Murakami had 1Q84 that was responsible for a huge spike in asexuality in our country. And you can see the the numbers kind of limiting a little bit, but you know who knows the next time Murakami's going to put out another book? So what would you, what would you your proposition? You said
0: your study is the Salisbury steak cures asexuality. How does that work? What is the what is sort of the process? What is the uh, the mechanism really? The action of this uh, treatment.
1: Well, we all know that protein is made out of amino acids, and amino acids have a very specific um, reaction when they meet each other in certain quantities. Now, the amino acids in the beef burger react with the Mushroom Gary Vee and actually kind of start causing a prototype... Uh, I think it is the C-7669 Horny Man phenotype, mm-hmm. which will this, increase that was testosterone production. That was, increasing that was testosterone sc- production... Dr. Nutt, uh,
0: 1994, uncovered that, who yeah. was one of my colleagues. Yeah.
1: I mean, Dr. Nutt did great work. I mean... And and the study goes in a lot of detail to show you know where the testosterone rises from, and it gives um, your heart what we like to call in the metal, uh, medical medical com- community, it gives you a little bit of the heebie jeebies, but also a little bit of the touchy feelies. So the heebie jeebies will kind of agitate you a little bit, and the touchy feelies make you want to mm, heebie jeebies. You uh,
0: get you know people, these patients they come in. They don't know they have the heebie-jeebies. They come in and uh, you know they're tachypnic. They have bradycardia. They're diaphoretic, and they're kind of just freaking out. And you know they don't know what to do. And they're like their skin. You know it's like they have you know clear, very vivid pallor, and they don't know what's going on. And I could just look upon them someone's like that. I'm like, oh yeah, you got you got the heebie-jeebies, son. And we need to, yeah, you need, you need then, to get, we need to get and- you in right now. We're gonna take you in. We're gonna get you a room right now. Get you on fluids. Get you on IVV. Get you on EKG. Everything, because that's something to mess with.
1: But how it interacts with the touchy feelies. Right. Now, when you have a case of the touchy feelies, what'll happen is, let's say you're walking down the street, you feel otherwise normal, and maybe you'll see a, a voluptuous woman approach you, perhaps okay. in a, I like that low cut T-shirt, maybe a white T-shirt. Cool. With a bra that's see-through, because oh, maybe bra. the shirt's slightly wet. Yeah, you can see the bra through the shirt, because the shirt's slightly wet. Well, maybe they're so big, she However, needs a bra. Let's... I don't know. Right, yeah. Or or it's just like that. And and she may be walking towards you. And if you have the touchy feelies, you might look and start licking your lips. You might go, Oh, mama, or you might start saying uh, "Baby, want milk?" while looking at it. Would her. you maybe now? This is a patience. M- you, you reported a stamp their foot.
0: They might You're blow. Right. They might um, blow visible <laughs> air out of their top while vertically, if directly above their head.
1: In some cases, um, men with the touchy feelies have taken chairs and stomp them and slam them on tables or they'll rip off their, their, their cap and they'll just repeatedly rip them off and stomp on their own hat so and and they've been known to look at women particularly voluptuous cartoon women and they will have smoke shoot out of both sides of their ears in which case they will plug their ears and the smoke will shoot out of their nose and that's very dangerous for that to happen if the touchy feelies aren't remedied quickly, perhaps by um, you know a cold shower or baseball statistics or thinking about Harvey uh, doing Weinstein. polynomials, right? If it's not cured quickly, um, what can happen is that you're going to eventually get on Twitter. You're going to start DMing uh, women half your age, and next thing you know, you know you're committed or executed.
0: Which may be probably, for a lot of these, um, unfortunately, these m- members of the population, the best treatment. But, you know, I don't want to focus on that at the moment. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about you, uh, Dr. Branson. You are the self-proclaimed, but also recognized as the first... Uh, well, first, you're you you're a doctor for humans, right? You're... Uh, yeah. You... You practice and take care of uh, humans, but you're also the first proclaimed first orc doctor. What is it? That's correct. Can you tell the the audience a little bit about that and what that entails?
1: All right. Well, orcs, whether you believe... I know there's been a lot of things going on in the media lately about the existence of orcs or the the orcs not existing. Um, Regardless of if they exist or not, the orc body type has been a staple um, of American culture. It's it's sort of the ideal. Right, you look at Captain America drawings, uh, you envision a cool tall orc, I mean, we're talking 7'3", barrel chest, 7'3", seven, seven foot barrel chest, eight, eight abs, big muscles, um, arms you know, bigger than their loin. head, really. Right, little peanut head, and then just big old biceps, wide shoulders. Big Popeye um, forearms. Think about... Right. Think about a good interior scoring power forward that's about six ten. And I want you to take those shoulders and stretch a sort little of Dwight bit. Dwight Howard. By. That's kind of the orc yeah, build. I get it. Right. Dwight Dwight Howard's a pretty good orc build. Uh honestly, even on him he'd be another he, forty. Honestly, though, no, he's so tall, mass. he
0: sort of has that night off build because they have those broad wide shoulders. And he's sort of like a night elf. If you were to scrunch him down a little bit more, if you are taking stretch and skew him right. in MS Paint, he might become an orc.
1: He would almost be, I would say, a island troll or a jungle troll. I mean, you know,
0: I disagree, but, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to, we, we are, I mean, we're doctors, we'll we shoot ideas, we bounce them off each other, and, you know, we go with whatever works. You know what
1: I mean? Oh, yeah, whatever works. That's that's the uh, motto. That was the, <laughs> of part of the, the Hippocratic code. The, now the Hippocratic Oath on there. says whatever works. That's why you know in the past, you know we did leeches and things like that. Now leeches we don't are do fucking
0: leeches. gross, but they're fucking cool because they suck blood, and you can well, tell a guy like, all right, I'm gonna put this. We got, sir, we have to put these leeches in your scrotum, and he's kind of like, you know, a little hesitant and reluctant, and you're like, no, this is going to help you. It's going to be better. And then they, they agree to it, and you can put the leech on his nutsack, and
1: he has to deal with it.
0: So, I mean, like, we don't Here's do that anymore, leeches. but
1: um, leeches are still used. Uh, I dabbled in leeches, I will say, just to get some kind of base understanding do of you, it. Did you use leeches and... on yourself, are you saying? Oh, of course. There might still be a few on me. I, was, I wasn't I was very thorough in getting them uh, off. H- what about how, ticks? Did you use... Now, I wanted to get into that because that's what I was going to bring up. I used studies of what most people can't handle with the leeches is you just got to sit there and let a leech struggle with you all day. If you go to the grocery store, you can't have a leech on you. If you go to work, you can't have a leech well, on you. Well, if it's under your clothes, so first it's not a big deal. <sighs> right. But then a lot of times people are accidentally killing their leeches, or slamming a door on them, or getting their their you know leeches caught in their car door, especially after they suck for a while, they get pretty big. Right now, leeches just aren't practical for a nine. Now in this day and age, no single mother, no. But what is practical and what does the exact same thing is ticks. Now we can you know, and also we can easily get. Dozens of ticks on somebody right now. You need a lot more ticks to do what a leech does, but 12 ticks will equal about one leech. So you need about 50, 55 ticks on you in order to have like the same kind of medical treatment that you would with leeches. And typically, to get that level of uh, ticks, we will, you know, we get you, get, we get them some fuzzy socks. You're gonna wear shorts, no underwear, khaki shorts that are real low. You walk in some high um, grass, uh, like
0: meadows, high grass. That's where ticks hang out. They don't right. hang out in wooded, shaded areas. You walk about. Thick brush. You walk about ten feet through uh, high grass. You'll probably get about seven or eight ticks on you just alone. Uh, right, your and board. that high
1: grass is going to be running right up your legs, right up that. Your big fuzzy socks are going to be scooping up everything on the ground. Probably have some big, stupid fuzzy sweater, and they'll find their way off that sweater onto inevitably the pouch between your asshole and your nutsack and, and you're not going to have
0: any idea they're there and then you'll go to reach on to scratch it because it kind of itches and then you feel something like a peanut because it's swolled up so much right. and you're going to feel that tick and you're going to go to pull it off and it's going to resist And you're going to pull probably a shitload of skin off with that it. because it's yeah. it's little, and, it's a little and, drill or what its little head is going to get stuck in there and at this point, when it's swollen up that much, brother, it's been under more than 24 hours. You probably got Lyme's disease, which is, you know, not a yeah. big deal. And it's kind of an... Ex-
1: Easily curable. It's easy.
0: Also, it, well, it's chronic. It's something that you're probably going to have to live with. But also, you know, it gives you something to complain about. You know, oh, we got Lyme's disease. And also, you know, who doesn't like limes? You know, put them in your Moscow meal, gin and tonic, whatever. Who cares? It's 2018. Uh, Lyme's disease isn't going to kill you. So get over it and stop coming to my office. Because you said I have cramps or aches because of my Lyme disease, like.
1: Oh, I got Lyme disease. It's like, yeah, we all That's have a big Lyme joke disease now. doctors, yeah, we all have Lyme get disease. Get over dude. it. It's like HPV now. Get over it. Everyone has HPV. Everyone has Lyme Everyone disease. Everyone has HPV. Everyone has Sooner Lyme or disease. Later, we all have TB. We all have MRSA
0: covering our skin at all times, and we're all putting ourselves at risk, and we're all going along with it and just going with the flow. And you're kind we're of all a pussy. We're coming in here worried about it. We
1: all have salmonella. Well, that's not true, but... uh,
0: So, back to your... The orc. Uh, You thought that we could... You could sort of flesh out... Healthcare for orcs. Right. And sort of branch it, or... um, Maybe not branch, but bridge it... To human physiology and human care.
1: I think so. I think if we look at the physiology... There's obviously a lot there in common. Um... You look at, you know, Eastern European culture, and there's almost kind of like a bridge to that orc mm-hmm. type. Now we think orcs and humans probably split in some Slavic area. Do you think right at one now, point they maybe
0: have procreated, and that resulted? I
1: think so. Maybe there could have been half orcs or so, and and I believe that maybe the uh, well, those, are, some, those orcs are those are those are, are supposedly to
0: be the the perfect race as a half orc.
1: Right, if if it's possible to do. However, there are theories say, are saying half-orcs as kind of like zonky-type hybrid creatures uh, are unable to reproduce themselves. Whoa. Now, in order to figure this out, I have been personally trying to find half-orc females to mate with repeatedly through Google searches... Um, Craigslist postings, uh no luck so far, but I think that once we're able to locate that, we can see if they mm-hmm. can reproduce for good. Now if you're if someone was a
0: half orc, what do you think would be the best occupation or class for this person?
1: I would say that you would look for probably more of a you know, the straightforward build path of a orc person is somewhat limiting. Um they're able to do a lot of melee combat. Okay. I would say for you know, their skills well, that's, that's good be... because it's
0: gonna maintain muscle strength, it's gonna maintain cardiovascular right. uh, function. And I mean exercise in general is good, but melee alone,
1: melee combat is great. Right. The best cardio too, by the way, for those of you who are looking to lose a few pounds. Melee combat is one of the best exercises I can recommend. Um, just, you know, and it's not too hard to get into. You just have to find somebody else that's into it. You need to go to your local blacksmith and buy a morning star. And, uh, is that that sort of like their
0: main, uh, weapon is like a mace, a form of a mace or like, is it one handed or two handed? I don't know about this stuff. So that's why I'm having you on the show. Whether
1: it is cultural or just biological choice, most orcs prefer hammers and axes, Blunt, loud instruments, almost nothing. Kind of precise. Can they use so they dual wield, use or they prefer two hand? Now they can use dual wield, and some orcs that are fighters can spec into it. However, barbarians are typically limited to either um, sword and shield or two-handed weapon fighting. Okay. Um, half-orc paladins are pretty rare, and I, you know, I can't imagine any of them dual wielding and. Uh, I can not imagine other they than would that, want to the, I mean, who would want to play as a paladin? Right. Right. A fool. And now orcs are kind of not really limited in that respect. And, and there's going to be a few rare orc clerics or healers or things okay. like that. But generally, the class most of them are going to play is regular day laborer. Oh, all right. Well, that was, that's very enlightening. I mean, I... There's an orc GED that decides if you're going to be maybe a raider or a peon, you I'm know? i sort of... It's kind of like, like... it's Which, coincidentally, the orc GED is the ASVAB. <laughs> oh, I see.
0: It's interesting because a lot of... It's myself and a lot of our... I mean, we have a lot of the same mutual cohorts are anticipating the care for orcs and have orcs. And the very near future... Um, with the way the world is going right now, you see the news, everything going on. You know, one of these supposed portals can open up any day, and it's very real. Right. We already have orcs in places like Indiana, and already working. And um, you know, it's important that we treat them as being forward rather we than We treat them without discrimination. Yeah. We're medical professionals and doctors, and it is in our ethical duty to treat them as needed so i i appreciate practitioners like yourself who are coming here and giving this information ahead of time so we sort of are ahead of the game we got sort of a jump on this thing and we can sort of adapt our practice to address the issues that these giant green pale green sort of teal green maybe sometimes even gray skin or red skin brown uh beings have but um moving along from uh your work with the orcs and the half orcs and being the first orc doctor you are sort of like an enigma amongst the medical community and professionals you uh as i understand you did a three months a three month residency is all three months that was it normally it's three to four years i know orthopedics or it's six years is the is like it's the highest one. That's the highest one, but so it's it's usually like three to four years.
1: Well, you know, I didn't decide on the program. I just well, you told me that you did it at the planet. Silent
0: Hill Two Hospital, which I didn't know was um, a real place. That's where I
1: did the residency. Yes, I did it there. Um, primarily at the time, I was thinking that the medical experience I wanted is I can't even help anyone if I can't defend myself and maybe figure out paranormal mysteries or fight off well, uh, you know, that, villains and monsters.
0: hospital is known to have these sort of very creepy and um, you know queer and eerie moving nurses, but they're also kind of hot, and you also kind of want to get with that. You don't know why. That had to be very difficult to deal with, especially as a resident.
1: Uh, yes, it was very difficult to deal with. Um, mostly you know, just simple day-to-day things like managing my inventory I would have difficulty with when um, you would see these kind of three polygon figures shuffling back and forth. And you
0: also had the issue of you have no idea when the Pyramid Head was going to arrive and you had to avoid and dodge him and hide and that's almost worse than having a code be called because at least with the code you can make something happen. With Pyramid right. Head, it's you're just going to get killed if you get near it so i understand that it had to be very difficult even for just three months but it's it's incredible you finished in that time
1: um yeah most doctors in order to kind of survive in that environment they were just you know handful of opioids um doing what they can to self-medicate hoping that pyramid head wouldn't come again
0: well i hope i would never had to deal with that and um oh is it all right well let's just i'm gonna just you know, there's no beating around the bush here. Uh, this is my show. So, you know, I might as well ask the questions I want to ask right now when I want to ask them. Is it true you delivered a baby center court at an the, during an NBA game?
1: Yes, that is true. Now,
0: can you tell everyone a little bit about that? Um, Where was it? How did it happen? What was going on? Because that's kind of crazy to me.
1: So I was front court. Right on the front thing, it was me and Drake and my mistress. Was it Lakers game?
0: Exit Jack Jack Nicholson, right? Right, but in Toronto. Well, yeah, they're playing. I mean, they're playing the Raptors. Jack has to see them play every single game. And
1: Drake was there. He was, you know, he paid his respects to me. I said hi to uh, Jack and and uh, me and Drake and my mistress were just watching the game, enjoying ourselves. And it was actually one of the uh, Laker girls, one of the Laker dancers. And she just kind of had contractions mid-day. She was doing, I think, uh, the Single Ladies song. You're familiar with the Single Ladies song?
0: Uh, I don't recall.
1: It's, it's a Beyonce song. She sings about be, single ladies. Be. And wait, wait, I was wait, enjoying wait. myself. Was,
0: who did you say it was by?
1: Beyonce. I don't
0: I don't. I know. was on
1: an episode of uh, me, me and her played uh, beer pong against Jimmy Fallon and Woo! Harvey Weinstein. <laughs>
0: Oh, it was her, she's, oh, okay, I know
1: how she is, she's, that was the, she was singing the, the, there was a song going on, one of the dancers just goes, boom, right on her back, big old pregnant belly right there. She immediately starts crowning. I slap on some surgical gloves I keep on me at all times for sexual reasons. And I get down there and I start digging around for that baby. That's what they tell you to do. You're a doctor as well. You get there, you start you got, you digging around. You gotta get around. your hands
0: dirty. Hey, this isn't an easy profession. You gotta get your hands dirty. You gotta, you get, gotta get your hands your, dirty. Your you gotta roll your sleeves up. soaking in that juices.
1: You're gonna get be up to your elbows and smegma. And I'm there and I'm going, looking for that baby. I'm looking for that baby. And you know, it's kind of like cartoon moment. I'm pulling things out of there, throwing over my shoulder, going, <laughs> dunk, dunk. I'm like, I'm I'll find <laughs> it soon. I almost got it. And
0: and so when you uh, throw it
1: behind your shoulder, you'd hear like a cat screech. <laughs> <laughs> I hear plates breaking, I hear a cat screech, I'm throwing <laughs> over my shoulder looking for that baby. And then I see the baby right there. But the thing is that baby doesn't want to come out. Oh, it's So I get do out. what? It, yeah, I do the doctor shuffle. You know the doctor oh, yeah. shuffle, where you where you uh, are gonna take two of your fingers, your thumb and your your pointer finger, and you're gonna put it on that baby's skull, and you're gonna pinch a little bit to get a bearing, and then you're gonna go slap that belly, <laughs> pink bellyer, till that baby comes you got a pink flying belly mama. out. She's
0: not gonna like pink it, but you mama. know that's why they gave her the epidural. I mean, not in this case, but.
1: And then you slide that baby out with your two forefingers. At this point, it's kind of pinched into, like, an infinity symbol. And then there's only one way to get that baby back to normal after that. What you're going to do is you're going to hold the baby's nose shut. You're going to kiss him on the mouth, and you're going to blow that air in. Kind of like if you... uh, get the inside of like a water bottle and you make it uh, concave and you just seal it, you seal it, you hold his nose shut and you blow in his mouth and it makes him a perfect beach ball sized head again.
0: <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, I, I heard stories about There's a lot of people there. You know, there was, you know, Jay Moore was there. Uh, Gina Davis was there. Um, John Travolta. Uh, you know, Nas. A lot of people told me about this and I I sort of didn't believe it, and this is sort of when you were. This is like a few years ago when you're sort of like low-key. I mean, people knew who you were, but and they respect you like in the elite society among celebrities, but you weren't serving the public eye as much. And I I mean I I thought it was incredible. I was mm. like I got to hear this, you know, from the from the mouth of the uh, the man himself. And right
1: right after that, they passed me that rock, and I hit a half court shot for another two hundred and fifty cold ones. That rocks, and it's funny
0: you mentioned um, the head size of the baby because uh, just last year we had, you know, a lot of uh, we saw many cases um, in my practice. You know, I worked for a long time in internal medicine, and I sort of bounced around and I dabbled this and that, and I'm kind of trying to get a little taste and a little whiff of everything now. But uh, we saw uh, what I was working at where I was working at the moment. We saw uh, many cases of Zika causing a lot of heads to shrink after the, that uh, the fire festival and um right you know i mean like right now as we speak we have at coachella there are tons of these rich kids with these tiny little heads that they got at fire festival oh, because a right. zika mosquito bit them and it shrunk their head and they got they like all the look like garbage bale kids now they look like the uh the uh the guy from beetlejuice who turns and looks over at xm when he's in the waiting right. room
1: oh definitely Um, a lot of the diagnoses we have done at Coachella, most of them are um, adult onset fetal alcohol syndrome.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff that can go on there. There's, um, you know, a lot of them are at risk for purchasing a bathtub with claw feet, um, stuff like that, or just posting pictures of their really shitty looking food and saying I love lunch and uh, you know, their brunch with some filter on it that says yay and they're sort of like golden retrievers of humans and it's not their it's not their fault necessarily, but they do need to right. be addressed and they probably should be euthanized. But that's sort of a medical ethical question. They have
1: that they have that that that, that golden valley of intelligence where they're, you okay. know, just smart enough to like be able to work a job and not get fired and not lose their well-being but they're also dumb enough where they get excited about you know the upcoming release of marmaduke 3 or
0: the weekend's new album stuff like that they cry and uh well i mean there's i mean and it's definitely a sort of like a niche uh division that a lot of americans seem to fall into especially young americans which we've sort of come to call the golden retard
1: and um right in the medical community that's what that's known it's as. a medical
0: term and it's it's becoming more prominent and I'm not sure if there's anything we should do to address about it because you know what are we gonna do,
1: you know? Um we all know the perfect score of IQ. Which is a hundred.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Uh IQ that uh, one hundred IQ means you're using one hundred percent of your brain. Uh, there's a lot of those movies that come out that say people only use ten percent of it. Well, if your IQ is ten, that means you use ten percent of your brain. Right. If you have a hundred IQ, that means you use all of your brain. And a hundred IQ people will do things like brag about themselves while wearing a cool new suit. One hundred IQ people will, um, you know, they'll they'll post pictures of their fancy dinners and then they'll say that they had to grind for this view. That is kind of the typical highest tier of intelligence we are familiar with. 100%
0: IQ people will be in a fast food place or sort of fast food, maybe even to the degree of something like Chipotle, where they order their food and their burrito, and then they get to the end and they say, uh, you know, I'll be back in 10 minutes, and they leave for whatever reason. They go out. And they they said, and then they come back and they said, "I'm sorry, I had like an appointment, or I had to make a call, or something like that." That's the kind of people. And um, I mean, that's sort of the sort of the approach you've been making to your medicine and um, your practice. You also, I I saw a an interview. It wasn't, um, I mean, it was online interview you did where you said that diabetes is a myth.
1: That's right. That's right. Diabetes, as we know it, does not exist. So,
0: do, what you claimed that it was, you know, it was a big cash grab, and you said that it was... Yeah, correct.
1: Like, what was the rationale behind that? And, you know, I mean... All right. Well, not necessarily a cash grab. It turned into a cash grab. All of modern diabetes reports, almost no studies have been done on it in the last 30 years. Now, the first incidences we see of diabetes, mm-hmm. in a medical sense, happened in the 1920s. All right. And there was a doctor, a well-known doctor at the time, who was actually also a clown who worked at a large circus. And part of the routine they would do at the circus is by giving people routine medical exams by the Dr. Clown. Now, early on, the test you would do for diabetes is you would pee and have to taste your own pee to see if it tasted (laughs) sweet. So what the doctor would do is make up that and have people drink their own pee, saying it was for a medical reason. His name was Dr. Flip Bojangles. And Dr. Flip would tell them to drink their own pee in the middle of the circus, and they would do it. Now, how this applies to modern day is people would be so embarrassed of it, they would want to pretend that they didn't do it for no reason, thus saying and insisting they had diabetes. This massive demand meant that there had to be a treatment for it in which we sold placebos to people with diabetes who don't need it because they're so embarrassed they had to drink their own pee.
0: So you're saying what we give people insulin, the supposed hormone insulin, are you saying it's just a placebo or like sort of like a I'm sort of solution? I'm it's
1: mostly, actually, most insulin is just your own pee.
0: But why is it, it's not yellow, so why is it white? Or do they reconstitute it and dye it or
1: um it's all about the bit now they have to take the taste out the sour taste of pee that we all know um you have to take it out so they bleach it they put a little bleach in there and then they run it through a sock to fill to filter it
0: well it could be clear it could be cloudy so it depends i mean what do they just filter it more or less or
1: you know, I you know I don't handle all that all right, process. Well, all right, I just well, know right, that yeah, it yeah, is. We so won't get hung up on it. Um. You also
0: said, um, "I have a quote here." You said, "Vaccines don't work." Oh wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This isn't. I'm not reading this right. You said, "Vaccines don't work." But they also don't give autism because they didn't give me autism. So you supposedly try to give yourself autism by using these vaccines.
1: Right. I got vaccinated nearly every day for diseases uh, that we don't even have to worry about yet. Um, I got vaccines for Deus Ex diseases, you know. Um, diseases that aren't prominent. I just got a vaccine every single day trying to become autistic.
0: But what was the, what was the purpose behind and that? Was it just for study purposes or?
1: It was study purposes, it was curiosity purposes, it was boredom purposes. Oprah said she was going to work with me on a show, Ooh. she gave it to Dr. Oz. But I had just opened up like four months of my schedule to get that started, and I didn't have a lot to book. So I was just kind of doing a lot of stuff, messing around, and I got a bunch of vaccines, and it didn't quite work; didn't give me autism. But I still think autism, or I still think vaccines do something weird to kids, because Jenny McCarthy's kid is ugly as hell, and that's just (laughs) that had to be something in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, but I think that kid developed after—I mean, before it was given a vaccine. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I want to talk about something. We both have addressed certain diseases or syndromes or conditions um, that were not really known about. And um, that's primarily the reason I want to have you on here. Like, th- yes, you're a s- sort of like the celebrity now. You're in the spotlight. You have this fame. Um, you're everywhere. You're on People Magazine. You're on Cosmopolitan, stuff like that, right. GQ. And. What I really want to address was, you know, medical and medicine issues. So, I want to talk about, you know, there's Gamer Migraine, which we both discuss. You and I have, um, you know, we've met up plenty of times. We've collaborated. Gamer Migraine is something that I first encountered many years ago. It was about 2008, 08, when I was working with Doctors Without Guilds. And I had many players (laughs) whisper me in World of Warcraft complaining of blurred and starry visions, sort of like these flashes in front of their eyes and it was usually coupled with uh razor wrist which we found out was like carpal tunnel right De- but it was caused by right. the imperfect shape of the razor death adder. you know they thought it was the it's, perfect shape you know. to hold but it's not and it actually caused damage to your wrist and to your thumb that especially the you muscles know. that caused the uh the deposable thumb in a human and it was detrimental uh, that know, we uh, if- addressed that
1: I mean I I had came to you and you would come to me and I was like I think there may be a thing called death at her hand and you already beat me I was, razor saying, I was like yeah
0: razor wrist Right
1: Yeah so we go with you know you were the first one to guy that I give you you get to name the disease so it's like razor Risk from now on and we worked on that a lot and the thing is you have to you know well, you have there's to kind certain there's certain there's
0: certain ways to address it which you see a lot of gamers a lot of ways to counter it there's something like Use the biggest mouse pad you can. Is really the biggest, <laughs> um,
1: right? And use a use a really good wireless mouse.
0: Wireless mice are s- basically the greatest intervention you could have for a razor wrist. Um, they they work better. Just people they're faster, don't want to hear this too. They have better uh, reaction people time and response time.
1: People don't want to hear this either. But um, just always remember when you're gaming to take breaks. Uh, If you're playing for four hours in a row, take a 30-minute break to masturbate before you start playing again. Go get a Baja Blast, you know? Do something. Well, if you're going to get a Baja Blast,
0: you might as well get a couple burritos, and you should tell your friends both of the burritos that you have and which one you took out of the bag first. There's no reason to lead them astray or even cheat them.
1: Right. There's no reason to ever do that, and anybody that would ever do that would be psychopathic. I will say this, in addition to gamer diseases, is that scurvy is back, and I've seen a lot more instances of scurvy rising in, and I've actually, I, I, you know, there's not a lot you can do about it by petition to Mountain Dew to add 1% juice to their soda, and that would cure it all.
0: Well, juice is uh, essentially food, so if you're adding food to Baja Blast,
1: you know. I mean, in the medical community, food or juice, we call it the Friday night question. So, we something that we saw,
0: I mean, we discussed gamer migraine, we discussed uh, razor wrist, but something that also we saw in a few of these uh, people um, is something called wimp bone, which has had a great influx wimp bone. Um, in the younger population in this country. And it's, um, could you talk to a little bit, I mean, I know, but I want to discuss a little bit the causes of wimp bone. What are the risk factors for this disease or syndrome.
1: Well, you know, there's a, there's kind of an argument going on right now about causation versus cause, or, uh, you know, correlation huh? versus causation. Okay. Yes. One thing we know about wimp bone is that, um, 100% of people diagnosed with wimp bone had at one point texted a girl, just a frowny face emoji. And that was a pretty big indicator. Okay. You might have wimp bone. Um, Other indicators of wimp bone, if you run a blog, it's a big indication you have wimp bone. Um, uh, Wimp bone kind of manifests a little bit, uh, you know, kind of the tighter. If you have limited arm or leg hair on the bottom part of your shin because of how tight your jeans are, you might have a little bit of wimp bone. Right, and well, it's funny you
0: mentioned the the frowny face emoji because it's often what we found... um, over several years I was it's often treated by sending women a selfie of you with a giant water bottle on top of your head and a glass thermometer sticking out of your frowning grimace so <laughs> that is it's sort of like taking that and realizing it and um I don't know why it works but it, it does that's not really my field but um I know right. it's, they've made great strides with that uh disease process um, I also wanted and, uh, to uh, move on, and this is, applies to your actual genealogy and your sort of family tree. And I want to talk about something that's sort of an, an anomaly in the medical field, and it's been you know researched at Brown, you know John John Hopkins, uh, Harvard, um, Princeton. All these places have you know us. Uh, um, uh, where is it? Um, uh california california school i'm trying to remember it's uh it's uh stanford stanford thank you stanford yeah. did a big study on this um which is the branson gland which is essentially oh, yeah as we found a bigger version of the pituitary gland that you have right and
1: now i will say that even though my last name is branson i do not have the branson gland so you don't that's what i wanted gland, to ask you about.
0: you don't have the branson gland. yeah
1: It's pretty isolated in the Indiana Branson in Missouri, right? uh,
0: Missouri, like the Ozarks,
1: Missouri. It's Ozarks, and then kind of centered around Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, You know, even kind of north of Cape Girardeau. There's going to be a lot of, you know, Branson glands that will be there. They essentially are adrenaline junkies. It pushes a lot of decision-making to the back of your mental cortex. Uh, What happens is typically the thought process for an average person on a four-wheeler is going to be, how can I safely guide this four-wheeler while having fun? Where the Branson gland will kind of start activating when in contact with the four-wheeler. How can
0: I jump this pond? Something like that.
1: Right. You're going to immediately start scanning for ramps and things that you can become ramps. And you're going to send videos... Of yourself to Johnny Knoxville, saying, "My name is, you know, Beauregard Branson. Welcome to Jackass." And you're gonna mail it to him, like he still does that show. And that's it. Uh, the Branson gland has other properties. It makes you digest pizza rolls at a much higher rate. Um, beer okay. itself. Well, doesn't I want. Well, I
0: want to address that later on. Um, not yet, but I have uh, in my notes here. I have something addressing that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the diseases that you've sort of unearthed. You have credit for uncovering and treating, and um, which has sort of been the reason for your uh, very sudden uh, fame, if you will. So um, we have, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the causes of things. I want to talk about maybe treatment or just a little bit about the disease process, if you will. It could be any of those. But I want to start out with right. ape flu. Is, um, ape flu. Ape flu was a big one for you.
1: It was. A lot of people were worried about ape flu. Um, you would go to a lot of zoos. You would see apes that are usually masturbating. They wouldn't Disgusting be masturbating at all. Right. They wouldn't be. And, you know, that... Unfortunately had to end similar to the swine flu was where it was just, you know, I'd say tens of thousands of apes in North America Burned, from houses, taking out of houses, uh executing them point blank with a shotgun blast to the face and then you have to burn. What kind of shotgun would you say you'd use the danger was that if ape flu carried over to uh double barrel, sawed off.
0: Okay. So it sawed off as most effective. Okay.
1: Sawed-off double-barreled shotguns, point-blank to every gorilla's face, while he waited, t- hands tied behind his back and blindfolded. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and what when, happens and is you smack their head and make them fall to the ground a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and make them get and, back uh, up. Uh, uh, I mean, that's just part of it. <laughs> what we were
1: well, what we were worried about is that you know, if you, the ri- original plan was to hang all of them. And that didn't go through because monkeys wriggle around too much. So it had to be we had to, like, kind of feed them and poison them a little bit at a, at a time. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I worked on ape flu for a long time, and we killed a lot of monkeys there. All right, well, I don't... We, the don't the thought to... was that if ape flu crosses over to humans, that might be something we theorized would be called HIV, too.
0: Well, I want to um, address... Um, You've had a few more. I mean, there's dog neck, which is another one. Uh, grinchitis was a grinchitis, grinchitis was, was a one. really big one. Uh, Crisp Benoit disease, which I don't quite understand.
1: There's only been one person who suffered okay. from it, so it history. exists.
0: But this was sort of an isolated isolated incident. Um,
1: and that was kind of tied into my research in frontal backne. Um, backne, you get on the front of your body instead of on your back um research that for a long time it turned out that the cure to that was about 10 beers a night all right i mean that's pretty good um we had also bart since
0: bart simpson syndrome which has been proven to just be jaundice and you were actually sued for that
1: <laughs> yeah it was copyright laws matt graining actually sued me for bart uh Bart Simpson disease. Well, you also had doctors and, uh, suing you because
0: jaundice the diagnosis for jaundice already exists. I mean, it's just bio right. in blood. Right,
1: and so it was just a double diagnosis. I tried selling. It was a whole big thing where I was in it with the um, production company. and oh, It was a okay. movie stunt. You okay. I get you. You know, um, I've worked on movies. I've worked on the Warcraft movie. I worked on Marmaduke 3. No, well, yeah, I worked on Austin Powers. Okay, well, like, we talked we'll, about we'll the, the viability diseases, of well, Fat bastards. I mean, can you talk about that at all really quick?
0: What? You work with the films. You, I know you've been a consult on films.
1: Right. Warcraft movie had me come in to do the you know virility and sexuality of male orcs. And I'm saying they need to be fucking more. They need to be fucking more. And they said, there's not enough woman orcs. And I said, they just fuck each other. They just need to find a hole and fuck it. They need to dig a hole into the dirt. Orcs are extremely... Male sexual. The libido beings. is very high. Necessarily, in the North. Right. right? I worked in Marmaduke Three. They wanted the um, the one in the final scene. I know Marmaduke Three's been out for like a couple weeks now. I'm just gonna spoil it, so don't say it. the Marmaduke Three scene. They needed Marmaduke's corpse to look realistic <laughs> at the end. So they had me in there. I'm a little expert on dog physiology. As we know, the new du- the new dog in town um, successfully murders Marmaduke. And then the last movie I worked on, I worked on all of the Austin Powers movies, and I was actually a consultant on Fat Bastard. And they're like, we're going to make this big fat guy. And I'm like, okay, and what else about him? And they go, that, uh, how about, he's Scottish. And I said, that's amazing. So, how did you think funny. of that? It's so funny. How did you think of the fat Scottish man? And they're like, well, I think we want to make him fatter. And I said, you should make him fatter. And then yeah, I watched the first run through of the movie- I watched the first run-through of the movie and said, he's pretty fat, but here's where you messed up. Because if he's that fat, he needs to fart and burp more. And then they went back in, they rewrote almost the whole movie, and that was a million-dollar smash.
0: Oh, it was a big deal. And, um, I mean, that's still my favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, some other... You know, uh, back to diseases,
1: too. I mean, you um, also had,
0: did... you had shrimp gut which I don't and shrimp gut. You don't have yeah. a lot of information about that. I just have the phrase shrimp gut.
1: Uh shrimp guts just pretty simple. It's from a lot of shrimp in your gut. Okay. You know, I worked on um I discovered BBWHPV um another mutation of the strand. Um and then I've been doing a lot of work lately in uh orange tangerine fever. Which oh, um really Orange tangerine fever is tied into another gene known as the bitch gene, and it gives people gluten allergies. Okay. So orange tangerine fever is a kind of weird psychosexual, kind of like how tertiary syphilis can make people schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Orange tangerine fever makes you constantly afraid that somebody is messing, messing with your hose. So you think people are tangling it, you sleep in your hose, you're two feet tall, you fuck your hose, uh, CJ fucks you, and you're allergic to bread. <sighs> Sounds like it could be pretty widespread. Um,
0: I want to talk about uh, something else called beer fever. Yeah, what you, you claimed that you yourself often suffer from beer fever.
1: <laughs> right. Here's the thing about beer fever: is there is a certain group of people that are immune to to beer fever, and that's what they have the beer gene. Now, beer fever, what it does is you catch almost a virus, right? and this virus turns your white blood cell production into Miller High Life production, and your body starts naturally producing Miller High Life. Now, if you're a pussy, this will really hurt your liver, and it'll really make you have to pee a lot, and it'll it'll make you start um, just kind of like texting people at 3 a.m., asking them if they're up. But what I've discovered is it's the same people that have the pimp gene, the same people that have the warrior gene, typically in Indiana and Missouri, uh, that have the beer gene. And we know from the new Joe Rogan school curriculum that the human body produces tiny amounts of DMT in your body at all times. Well, the beer gene causes that DMT production to actually be beer production. So they're always having a little bit of beer in their bloodstream. So they're all people with the beer gene are always a little drunk now the beer fever essentially just gives you the beer gene for limited time but typically the people that are getting sick are wimps or losers or dorks that just can't handle it and it's their first beer I see that
0: makes a lot of sense I mean there's even more uh, but that that alone has been a uh sort of like a sort of uh, an illuminating explanation for it because a lot of these things they're sort of uh, people call them fringe or or um I mean like I said alt medicine but these are these have been proven you've had these cases and you've live streamed right. some of them they're
1: fringe now but in 2 years they'll be you know you have stuff sides. like you
0: have uh, other disease processes that you've talked about like um in your lectures, in your conferences, in your interviews, stuff like baby brains, bird brains, um, right. nerd stomach. i mean, me. Um, yeah. Which is a big one, uh, especially in the young population right now. Uh, there's jock brain, which is not really sort of a debilitating condition, but sort of an exhilarating condition, if you will. Right. Boot cut feet. Boot cut feet. Um, there's, uh, you mentioned bitch Bitch, bitch gene, or?
1: Oh, the bitch gene gives you gluten allergies.
0: Okay, and then there's also uh, something separate called bitch itch, which I don't know what that is, but um, we had, you dealt a lot.
1: Bitch itch is where you moan or you scratch yourself. There's also. You do what we call in um, the scientific community, you do the gay noise. What's the gay noise?
0: Uh... Kind of like that. Okay. Um, well, I don't know about that, but uh, we had jock brain, you had bitch itch, you had AIDS too, you had war brains, which I don't know what that could mean. Um,
1: you got the dolazole gene, which detects latent Africanality in you and it activates it. It's just like being an X-Man. One thing that
0: I noticed is that, like, that uh, I noticed a trend in the, the treatment of a lot of these conditions, and they involve a lot of mushrooms.
1: Ain't nothing wrong with that, but, but what's the purpose? I mean, you got chicken of the woods, you got pawpaws, you got yellow ones, you got the morels. It'll come up in about spring, and then after that, you're gonna get a good amount of kind of chanterelles if the rain goes right. And you know, if you want to get fancy with it, you can look for some black trumpets. But you know, I've been out there a bunch; you never really find any black trumpets but you can find a lot of stuff out in the woods even like cinnabars and stuff will pop up you can look for like a puffball or stuff but i don't really like the texture of them some people really like them but i still swear and then like oyster mushrooms you can get if there's a lot of rain you find like a big old kind of trove like if there's been an area that had a storm like a, a year ago you can usually find it Pretty well. A lot of oyster mushrooms and stuff out there. There's the weird stuff that people take for like medicine, like turkey tails or like the the ear looking one, the LZ or whatever. I don't know what it's called. I don't like those ones a lot because those ones don't really like do as much. But yeah, you can find a lot of mushrooms in the woods. You can find a lot of you can find a lot of things in the woods. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> um.
0: Uh. Well, we'll go through, over these uh, kind of quickly, maybe. Um, you dabbled a little bit in psychiatry lately. Did that have sort of a strong effect on you as a doctor? Or...
1: Uh, I've been investigating a lot of psychiatry. I've been investigating a lot of theories on psychiatry and epistemology. And I've realized that um, the human condition itself is a meat grinder and that uh, to keep living is... Probably a lie you have to tell yourself every day. I agree. Um,
0: you also, uh, I, well, okay. These are. We'll go through these quick. Um, you have a celebrity girlfriend, apparently. Who's the mystery woman? Huh? Uh, come cling, Doctor Branson. It, it,
1: I am currently dating Jessica Rabbit.
0: Woo! I thought so. I thought I saw you guys together. She looked cute. She just had like a baseball cap on, like her sweats and hoodie. hoodie. Watch it, but- buddy
1: we're very happy together um and uh i'd like to keep that a little bit more private thank you absolutely
0: um i also have i mean you've been enjoying the, so i've clearly you've been enjoying the spotlight i mean you're a very modest guy but what i saw you come here in your new ride like what was that tell the people what was that you were driving don't be modest
1: well, you know, I've been grinding for a lot of years, and I feel like I finally got the money to do something I've been wanting to do for a long time. You know, I hang out with Jay Leno, and I hang out in those jeans. Oh yeah, with his G's like you wear, you know, G's like wear that, each just, other's
0: jeans. They just, they just G's like that just, you know, migrate to you.
1: Right. So I've been hanging out with Jay Leno a lot, and um, you know, I kind of finally got the dream car I've always just imagined. Cruising down Route 66 uh, with my best girl, Jessica Rabbit, on my arm. Route 66, the classic Rogue. They put it on jeans. The classic road, Classic jeans, boot cut. I'm in some boot cut. I'm on the classic road. I'm driving my favorite car that I've always wanted. I'm driving my own personal limousine, all white, completely empty in the back. How long was that limousine?
0: I mean, I saw it, but tell the people, how long is that limousine?
1: That limousine was half a football field long <laughs> and i was driving it down one of the oldest roads in america where some of the turns i was you know thank god it you has, got stuck
0: in intersections between buildings
1: i would basically do like a tail sweep and knock out about four or five cars every single time i uh, turned in my extremely long limousine um and Thankfully, I have the money now to compensate everyone I hit. but at And the same treat, time, their, it treat
0: front- their injuries if they have any.
1: Right. God help us. Well, it has front wheel drive, so I'm fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your girl, and your girlfriend, Jessica Rabbit, sits in the very back seat, and you said right. she has to stay there. And she's not allowed to wear her <laughs> seatbelt. Because <laughs> you like to look in the back rear mirror and see her moving
1: around. Right, as she is wont to do without a seatbelt, jiggling. Oh, she jiggles, all right.
0: Um, my next hey, question easy, is sort of simple, but a lot of uh, you know, people that I talked to that knew that I was going to be talking to you and interviewing you. Um, is wine healthy?
1: Yes, wine's healthy. Red wine and white wine have far different properties. Red wine, if you drink it while the air is dry, I want you to get a barometer. Look how dry the air is, or whatever that does. What's the dry air one? Uh, You look at the barometer. You want a high pressure, and you want it to be dry. And when it's dry, if you drink red wine, that can be legal. I mean, I'm just a doctor. I'm not a
0: scientist, so.
1: Right. That's how we all are. It's it's another thing that we say in the Hippocratic Oath.
0: Um, What is your rationale behind eating? Oh, this is something you just swear by. I mean, this has been early early process stuff for you, but you've stuck to it. This is one of your things that has been a sort of, uh, I guess, a bullet point or a core um, building block for your philosophy. Uh, What is your rationale for eating 35 pizza rolls for a meal? And... My second part of the question is, do they have to be – I mean, do they really have to be cooked in the oven? Couldn't you just microwave
1: them? I will start with the second part. They absolutely have to be cooked in the oven. The crispiness, the carcinogens generated from the crispiness are extremely good for you, right? You get the pepperoni pizza rolls. You cook 35 of them. You put it in the oven, and it has to be – if you do it in the microwave, they're going to be chewy, and then it's not going to activate – The the body processes need to be activated by the carcinogen. It's like when you smoke a cigarette, you might cough. The carcinogens in your body will cause a reflexing of it where you'll flex on the inside of your body and you actually generate about 2,000 calories of energy burning. Eating pizza rolls as a meal is extremely healthy and no one's girlfriend should ever tell them otherwise. All right. You guys
0: heard it. Uh, You also have claimed, I mean... In regards to medical conditions in this and age, from your personal research, which you are obviously very experienced and well-versed, right, thank you. and, you know, you've been around, uh, you have claimed a significant amount of people are just, quote, faking it.
1: Yeah. Most people are faking it. Uh, we're talking orgasms. We're talking diseases. We're talking even life threatening diseases. People lie to you know. Somebody will come in and be like, "I got diagnosed with cancer two years ago," and I then came back. And I'll be like, "Are you lying to me? Or are you lying to yourself?"
0: It's I. It's sort of concerning because you wonder if they're just looking for attention or maybe another GoFundMe.
1: I think so. A lot of people realize that the highest maxing the highest grossing go are medical expenses you can instantly go to a doctor and say this quack doctor says i don't have you know you know bootleg foot which is Did you say bootleg foot or bigfoot bootleg foot it's like when you get boot cut Oh, I, it you makes the, I was like wondering you know, like feet, oh maybe there's a disease that turns into a big foot can you
0: imagine if there's a, what if there's a disease that turn you to bigfoot
1: well, I think That'd that be could be cool, related maybe maybe to the pimp gene, maybe to the orc gene, or the orc phenotype. Or maybe the Branson, the the Branson gland. I think the Branson gland could generate a big sized po- people. I, I think know Bransons I often shave their from shoulders what we know, I
0: personally think that the Branson gland could have been a sort of uh, mutation of a Bigfoot or Sasquatch gene, because they show a lot of traits of a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. I think I at agree. some point in their family tree... One of their female ancestors, and I'm not judging or anything, you know, love is love, but they, you know, got with a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. And that was, you know, the result was the branches that we see today. It's very possible. And when you see them, you take a picture of them, they walk with their arms, they walk with their arms, you know, Falling and uh, flowing freely to their side, and when they take a picture, when you take a picture of them, they look to the, they look directly at the camera.
1: (laughs) Something that happens in every Branson. It's instinctual. Your the body just you know kind of reacts to a camera's flash. So, um,
0: did you want to? Is there anything you wanted to share today uh, with? Uh, our
1: listeners that are listening today. Well, I had one last announcement I'd like to say, okay. and that has to do with. I a have a really little bit more after this, but I wanted to, I
0: wanted you to you know be have a chance to use this platform to express yourself or you know talk about whatever you please. So please go ahead, Doctor Branson. Thank you.
1: I was really excited to bring this to you today, and I think me and you talked about it a little bit, so you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say to everyone that I'm really excited that we're going to do one of the first brain transplants yes. in the world. And I know I kind of hinted you on it. I didn't tell you what we were going to do. I mean, I didn't want to talk first... about it
0: at all because I wanted to wait for you to announce, but is this, this is something huge. This is something that's never been done before. This is something we haven't Not only considered.
1: Not only the first brain transplant, but the first interspecies brain transplant. And it's going to take place... In South Africa, I'm going to help run it, and I'm going to reap the benefits afterwards. Now, we are going to take a chimpanzee brain and put it into the body of a human man. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And think about it in this sense. This is the first way that we can legally and ethically hunt a human being for sport. (laughs) Think about a chimp. A chimp is pretty good at running. It's kind of strong. Very and good at climbing. While it's not they can get away smart, easily. as smart as people. They're pretty smart. So it's legal to murder a chimpanzee because they don't have you know things like birth certificates, and they're animals or souls, and they're masturbate and they show their doo doo. It's okay to hunt a chimpanzee. It is okay to tie a stick of dynamite to a chimpanzee and just let him run free. It's okay to snipe a chimpanzee from 450 feet. It's okay to it's rig okay a door do with things. a
0: string tied to a barrel shotgun above the head of a chimpanzee as they walk into a room.
1: Right. It's okay to pretend like we use monkeys as astronauts and shoot them into the sun like NASA does for sport. Mm-hmm. Now, it is. this is the one way we can legally hunt a man. We're going to take a chimpanzee brain. We're going to put it inside the body of a man. All right? So think about it this way. If marijuana is illegal, K2 is legal. This is the K2 version of hunting a human being. So I'm really excited. As soon as we do the thing, we're going to give it about 30 minutes to get used to its like human body, and then we're pushing it out into the South African wilds, and we give it 15, 20 minutes, and then me and the rest of my compatriots are going to come along in kind of traditional, like... Turn of the century, Teddy Roosevelt, hunting gear, a lot of khaki, a lot of weird-looking shit with the legs. And we're going to take big, long, six-foot, ornate hunting rifles, and we are going to try to blast this man-ape to hell. I hope that um, I
0: will be belonging your side there for that, because that is good.
1: Oh yeah. Book of flight. We're going to go down, try doing about a month and a half. We could paint our faces. We'd probably
0: get tattoos that match, uh, you know, relating to the event. I don't know what kind of symbol you'd want, but I had a few ideas.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd work for me. Chicken teriyaki. Chicken,
0: (laughs) chicken teriyaki symbols to commensurate us hunting a man with a chimpanzee's brain in his head in South Africa. Right. It's It's perfect.
1: Chimp with, yeah, dressed up as a man.
0: Um, so that's incredible. I'm very, I'm very honored that you'd come onto the show and announce it here instead of um, doing it on Ellen in two hours, which you're about to. Um, right. But you know, I'm f- not going to say the
1: thing about hunting a man <sighs> unless I get really excited. I get so excited talking if about. If you don't this, have anything
0: wanted- else, I like to, um, sort of, and I I would like to end episodes with sort of a quote or sort of an anecdote or a story. Please go ahead something historical or something to just stick with people or to think about for the rest of their week. And um, I wanted to address, you know, we, we talked about treating everyone, treating humans, treating orcs, you know, not being judgmental, um, treating people by putting a chimpanzee's brain in a human brain and haunting them to kill them for our own pleasure. Uh, That kind of treatment. But you also have to be careful about who you save and who you treat, because you could be saving something you don't want to save. And that's sort of an ethical dilemma for a lot of people. Um, And I have here a quote from... This was passed down from my father, something that he showed me, who uh, I come from a family of doctors, obviously. Uh, My great-great-grandfather, James Salisbury, who invented the Salisbury steak. Uh, So, without further ado, I'd uh, like to read this quote, and I hope you get something from it as much as I do. So... A young man came into the emergency department complaining of a headache and chills. He was lethargic and his skin had blotchy red patches. His blood glucose was critically low and his white blood cells were sky high. A CAT scan was ordered and a spinal tap was drawn and it was confirmed that this man had what we expected, meningitis. We immediately treated him with antibiotics and steroids just in time. Had that young man not come into the hospital that night, he would have been dead the next day. He personally thanked me and everyone on the team and the staff for saving his life. That man was Adolf Hitler. Munich, 1919. And that's something that really sticks with me because, you know, us as doctors, we have a responsibility to recognize that this person could be... The worst dictator in history, and right. no one I on that staff—no one th- in the staff—had the ability or the critical thinking to recognize that that was going to happen, and they didn't end him there.
1: I mean, part of the Hippocratic oath says, uh, "Thou shalt to do protect and shall serve.
0: Thou shalt do no harm unless the patient right. is Adolf Hitler." Right. Which they completely they say, disobeyed. The
1: Hippocratic oath says, "To protect and serve the Hippocrat." oath says, obey the laws of your country. It says to not eat shellfish. The Hippocratic Oath says a lot of stuff, and I think it's up to you to just kind of ignore a lot of it if you want to. Doesn't talk much about hippos, though. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, I think that's about all we
0: have for (laughs) this week. Um, Dr. Branson, I thank you again. Uh, This has been great. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Hopefully we can do it again soon. I would love to have you. And uh, if you want to leave everyone with something really quick, go ahead, and we can wrap this thing up.
1: Yeah. Uh, just look out for me. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm being Ellen in two hours. I have a cameo in the movie Marmaduke 3. You have a 3. VR game
0: coming out. You have a SoundCloud album coming out you talked about. Right. Um, it's about
1: five hours. Um, so a lot of stuff like The cameo in Marmaduke 3 that I'm going to be doing is I'm actually the doctor that gives Marmaduke his STD test.
0: I'm sure it's very funny. and I'm sure you're going to be great, which is awesome. So I want to thank everyone for listening. This is the first episode of Full Body Cast. Um, Make sure to eat your vitamins. And also to keep washing your hands. And we'll talk to you guys
1: next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys.